I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast for January. 2022. We're coming in from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has brought an amazing new sponsorship to the AFL. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day Michael. G'day Junk Timers. Happy New Year to everyone out there. It's summer. Footy is back. We've got the AFLW running around. We're only, what, weeks away from the preseason of the AFL and it's, it's a huge time and it's even more exciting because I have bought one of the best sponsorship deals you have ever seen to football. And this is what footy needed. So this is a sponsorship that goes for both the AFL and the AFLW. And this particular sponsor is going to look after the AFL score review. And it's none other. And this is, just, this is what football has been screaming out for. None other than Crypto.com. Crypto.com has come into, come into the fore of late by the fact that they... Mm have a massive deal at the Staples Centre in LA. They're taking over the naming yes. rights there. And then yeah. also a big budget ad with uh, the one and only Matt Damon. How do you like them yes. apples? And Which is why I got it. And, and now they've I, kind of brought in as the, like a major sponsor of the AFL. Yeah, so $25 million worth. And I said to the AFL, I went to them and said, look, gambling is not uh, a good enough way for people to lose thousands <laughs> and thousands of dollars. So why don't you guys... Get uh, crypto.com to look after the score of you. And they went, Rosie, fucking great idea. And I've brought even more to it. The umpires are going to be sponsored by, no, the uh, the blood rule is going to be sponsored by Theranos, which is fantastic Nice for everyone out there. Uh, I've got Lehman Brothers back together. I know they fell apart in the 2008 <laughs> crash, but I reckon they're going to be they're going to be better the second time around. I've got Evergrande, the Chinese building company. They're going to build a whole bunch of new stadiums for us. Wow. Which may or may not be finished. Um, Enron. Have jumped back on board. Okay, they uh, they're they, they sponsoring the uh, the liniment that people rub on their bodies before. Yes, the game. that's right. Yeah, yeah, and you'll never get it off. And the final series is going to be brought to you by the people who put together the Fire Festival. <laughs> so we have got a huge year ahead of us, junk timers. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and they they're they're a, um, a two for one as well because they can also take care of catering at the games. So it's going to work yeah, out. That's a treat. right. <laughs> it's perfect. You know, you get one sandwich for every four thousand people. Hey, if I can love getting a pie at a hot dog at a footy, uh, forget about that from now on. <laughs> no, I like it because nothing says honesty to me in the score review than crypto. Because who who doesn't have a really good and or bad story about investing in a little Dogecoin? Well, I've actually gone to the crypto.com website, which I haven't gone oh, to yeah. before. I'm just looking at it now. There's a bunch of coins I haven't heard of. There's Cardano. Uh, really? which is worth a dollar forty-two. So they got to lift their game. Yeah, they do. I see. I'm a big Ethereum man myself. So Ethereum, Ethereum is at three thousand one hundred twenty-four. Bitcoin itself is roughly about forty-two thousand. So 
I feel like I've got a mate who has four Bitcoin that he bought a long, long time ago. So he's probably, he's doing very well. He's fucking, he shouldn't be in the country. I don't see any zoo coin floating around on this <laughs> website. <laughs> How do they miss out on Acker? This is, you know, if I was Acker and I was Acker's company, I would be filthy. How is crypto.com? How is the AFL goal review system not sponsored by ZooCoin? And that's a ma- and, I, I, and I'd love like a mascot, a mascot like a ZooCoin mascot running around um, yeah. before the game, and then like doing a doing a handstand in the forward pocket and upside it. down. Yeah, I, I think that's what people would come to the footy for. You know what the great thing is, because as if it wasn't hard enough uh, when you take your kids to the footy and they go, "Oh, Dad, uh, Hawthorne are paying a dollar ninety two today," and you're like, "Okay, I you're seven years old. I don't want you talking." Yeah, this. for sure. Now they're going to be going, "Dad, can we invest in a little uh, Coinbase?" <laughs> Because it's only at point uh, zero 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 four cents at the moment, Dad. They must be one of those companies that the minute yeah, they cashed up and they're just splashing their money around at all the different things just to get the uh, the, the coverage. Absolutely, and you know, people are going to go and go. Oh, what's this? Uh, what's this crypto about? Because mm. I I imagine half the people in the MCC will be going. Oh, don't worry, we've already cornered the market, you fucking idiots. Ah, uh, no, I think the MCC would be more like. Mm-hmm, I think you'll find gold and platinum are a better <laughs> a better reward. Yes, uh, this is this is not as good as my lithium mine in uh, Western think, Africa. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, investing in artwork in the 1960s <laughs> would be better. I remember when we bought tulips in Holland. Uh, I think you'll find uh, buying in Turak in Melbourne (laughs) is uh, in the 70s. (laughs) Invest more money. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, Crypto.com being splashed around everywhere. Every every goal review in the AFLW and AFL coming up. It's going to be great. So how careful can we be about the arc, though? Because obviously everything goes through the arc. Chriso's there. Like, is he going to be distracted? Mm. We need to make sure Chriso's not searching through crypto.com every five seconds. He's actually watching the game and keeping the, uh, keeping the eye on the ball. Well, see, that's one thing. What if, like, um, you know, uh, you get one cl- close goal review and he's, you know, $700,000... <laughs> Up and he's like, "This is fucking great, yeah, that's a goal, whatever." And then the next one, he's fucking four hundred thousand dollars in the hole and they're coming for his kneecaps. And he's like, "I oh, fucking that's out on the full, I can't." And he's there. See, okay, but also, Here's what happens co- when if he can't af- if he you know has a big loss and he can't push the button because someone's coming and broken his thumbs? Yeah, see, the thing is, he's going to be in conflict now because if he's in the hole on crypto, he's going to need to win it all back on sports bet. <laughs> and they've just created a monster that's just going to be competing against itself. <laughs> and the AFL will eat itself up. There will not be a 2023 season, junk timers. So enjoy this last one. Oh, dude, dude. But uh, can I just say, before we move on, that uh, the AFL has obviously kicked off in January. And good on the AFL for uh, putting them out during the hottest part of the year. Uh, they've gone, you know what? We're building this... We're building it nicely. The games are great, but let's put them out in eighty-degree heat. This is what people really want to go and see. Yeah, sure. And also, let's make sure that they're on they're on the hardest grounds in Australia. Yeah, we have used them for cricket, and there might be cricket pitches in the middle of them, but put them out there. But I just wanted to say the AFLW Pride jumpers that they've been releasing its past couple of days are absolutely fantastic. The Frio and the Melbourne ones stand out. They've done a fucking great job. So uh, congrats to everyone who's designed them. Yeah, and that's actually big coming from Adam as a known homophobe. So, (laughs) (laughs) Mate, that's how I got my show on Sky News and I stand by a lot of my views. (laughs) 
Now, the one thing that is closing in on all of us at the moment, Michael, is the dirty C, the dirty, not crypto, COVID. COVID yeah, is closing in cough. on all clubs. Uh, uh, AFLW players are having to miss games. Uh, AFL men's teams are having to training uh, isolate and, yeah. with players and training. It's fucking everyone up. They're having yeah. to do rats. You can't get a fucking rat anywhere in Australia. It's just become an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, and breaking news for the junk timers out there, but mm. you succumbed to the spicy cough a few weeks ago. I did. I did. Take I did. us through so the story, man. And, and, and make sure you're f- completely fine, completely fine, and also you're double vaxxed and boosted. So message to the junk timers out there. Get your, get your double vax and get your boost. Yeah. I actually uh, got all my boosting from Ricky Nixon. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah uh, in the mobile van. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I know when Ricky Nixon shows up with a syringe, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm signing up. <laughs> You know what? I don't reckon anyone else has been boosted at three in the morning on a Friday. <laughs> in a bakery. But he'll come around for you. He'll come around. Yeah, so I um I initially wanted to go. I was trying to go to Thailand, and that just became an absolute clusterfuck. Where are we so going? You, I know where you're going, going, but where are we going? I was only. You can only go to Phuket at the moment. Phuket. Phuket. Yeah. How, and how so, is and Phuket so, spelled? I don't think. You, you're better than that. You're better than that. So how's the thing? You had to apply this because uh, it was an application. You couldn't just fly over there. And um, I was on a tight schedule because I decided on Christmas Day that I wanted to – no, Christmas Eve that I was going to go to Thailand. To get out of the country f- really quickly. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, I was on the run. And you had to apply to it. And so the Thai consulate come back and they're like, oh, yeah, um, the application process takes uh, from one hour up to seven days. And it's like – who the fuck's running Thailand? Foxtel? Like one hour to seven days? That's a big fucking gap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, what were you trying to do? Like, what kind of application did you have to get? Like a visa so to get called, in? Or? Uh, it was called this sandbox application. So you had to basically say where you were going to stay, say you were going to get a PCR test when you got there. There was all these hoops you had to jump through. Yeah, I missed a few of the hoops. Couldn't end up going. So ended up having to get a PCR test on Boxing Day. Didn't go to the test match because of that. And ended up going to... Port Douglas for a week. Oh, gotcha. So you had to get a piece out again to Queensland. Yes. And so we did that, get off the plane at uh, Cairns Airport. And as we're walking through, we all pull out our phones. I was traveling with a couple of friends and we go to show them to the police officers who were standing in the departure of the arrival lounge. And we have our phones at us and they go, oh, get out of the fucking way. You're blocking the walkway. That's actually quite interesting because I had a family member who went up with another family member um, about a week or so before Christmas and they had to jump through hoops like you, like, you know, get a PCR and, you know, have it on their phones and show it to the people. And when they got off the plane, they were like, you know, kind of almost like, you know, holding out the phone going, is, does anyone want to fucking look at this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. They had we nothing like to do. To they had, no, they had no, no one looked or cared. Mate, I was showing it to people in the, um, you know, the AFL store up there. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling like, you, I Uber driver. And he's like, going, I mate, we... <laughs> We did the right thing. Can someone at least have a fucking look yeah, at yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You want a reward for all your hard work. Yeah. So then we went up to Port Douglas and I spent an afternoon at the pub with the G train. Oh, no way. Yeah. No so way. So he was staying He was staying at the resort that we were at and uh, my friends had a chat to him and he's like, we're going to be at the pub all afternoon if you guys want to come down for a beer. And we're like, oh, fucking oath we do. <laughs> and so I ran and uh, hung out with G train and... Um, Remember the Ruckman Ilya Grigic? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, pretty yeah. yeah, Yeah, kind of like, like, like not a well-known name, but he's like a name you're like, yeah, he played footy. So anyway, spent the afternoon with uh, Fraser Gehrig and Ilya, having a few having a few bets, having a few froths. Uh, and Matty Greyhounds? No, actual races. Oh, actual races. Yeah, I know, I know. Ilya Grigic, he, uh, I feel like St Kilda. I have a feeling he was a ruckman at both West Coast and St Kilda, which yeah. is why they still might be mates. Because yeah, Fraser obviously played. Sense, Fraser yeah. Gehrig played at West Coast and then, of course, went to St Kilda. What's the G train up to nowadays? Like, apart from being an icon, but did he get yes. into his like work life or anything? Yeah, so he's uh, he does artificial turf and he is absolutely killing it. Like, I think he's a bit of a mogul in the artificial turf world, Michael. Yeah, so, sure. John Thomas, you need your artificial turf, you go get some from the G train. Yeah, the G train, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so and he was absolutely lovely, really friendly, um, like just a really nice bloke. And you could tell that he just had no interest in media or anything like that. He mm-hmm. just, you know, was, was telling some fucking great stories. Um, Any we can share? Well, there was one where, okay, so he... Okay, we might have to beep a few things. We might have to redact a few things. Give me a heads I up. I reckon this is a pretty well-known story, but he went into he a lot of detail. And I'll, I'll <laughs> he kept on going, I kicked 100 goals on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give broad strokes on this story. So he flew over to Thailand, and I had vague recollections of this story, but he was, you know, reminding me of it. So he flew over to Thailand. So it's the G train. It's Jonathan Brown, Michael Voss, Craig McRae, Justin Lepich, Craig Lambert, and Stephen Lawrence, right? Okay. So remember Stevie Lawrence? He was always in trouble with Stevie Lawrence. Yeah, sure. But there were two Stephen Lawrences. There was the bad boy Stephen Lawrence, and then there was the yes. Hawthorne Christian Stephen Lawrence, who played at St. Kilda no. as well. Let's assume it was the bad boy. Yeah, I think we're going to go with the bad boy. Yeah. yeah. So he, and there was another three blokes. He said, you won't know who they are. We're all on the flight to Thailand, right? Yeah, and Mick Gatto, so Carl Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Benji Vendeman. <laughs> so they get to... They get to Thailand. Okay, so they're on the flight over. He goes, uh, and this is the way he goes, he goes, uh, we drank the plane dry. We drank our duty-free dry. We drank everyone else's duty-free dry. <laughs> and then we passed out, right? And he goes, and then when we came to, he goes, there were these sheets on our on our chest, this printed A4 sheet saying, you have been officially warned. <laughs> right? So when they blacked out, they came out and they put these sheets on their chest. And then he goes, they woke up and they like land and he said there was this announcement on the plane that said, nobody leave your seats, right? Everyone has to stay put. And he, they're, they're all looking at each other going, this doesn't sound positive. Oh, yeah. I think I know where this one's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. This one. And yeah. so they, they come on, the um, uh, police come on with machine guns and everything. Redacted. And then on a flight back to Sydney, end of trip. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Are you much of a drinker on a flight? Not really. I'm not a drinker at no. the footy. I'm not oh, a drinker I, at the cricket. I'm not a drinker at the on the flight. Like, just kind of. I mean, I, I find drinking on a flight just really uh, tedious. Just because you've got to get up all the time to go to the bathroom, and especially like a long haul flight, usually because they're at night. I just have a couple and go to bed. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I remember years ago, like my six dad. sleeping pills. You know, a couple of glasses of red, and fuck, I'm out of it. I don't, oh yeah, I know, mean, maybe sorry. maybe I'll go for a walk. I mean, yeah, I'm, you're probably like me, like. I'm, I bump the meth like a motherfucker, but I don't drink much. <laughs> I remember years yeah. ago, my dad was on a long haul flight, and he um he said to the steward um stewardess, "Can I? I'll have two two scotch and coke or whatever." And yep. um and she said, "How about I bring you one, and then when you finish that, I can bring <laughs> you a second. And he was like, "Okay, I've been putting my place right here." <laughs> yeah, and I'm never flying business again. And he shut the airline down. Um, but uh, so anyway. 
Do you have oh, an yes. idea of where you got COVID, like, or how? Or? Oh, I, I almost 100% will guarantee it was in Port Douglas or Cairns. Spent a few days down there. And so it wasn't until, like, I got home that night, uh, flew home, and then started feeling scratchy and was like, oh, lucky I got a couple of rats here, which mm. aren't easy to get. But, you know, Rosie, I know people. I got mm-hmm. on board. Ricky Nixon. And so then, what's that? You know Ricky Nixon, so you have a rat. Well, that's true. Yeah. The toot-toot. I just said toot-toot and he came over. I got a rat straight <laughs> up. So... Um, so that I had a really you hot put, sleep put, that night. Sorry, I'm cutting you off, but you put the you put the chicken the chicken sign up in the air like Batman, <laughs> <laughs> and then chicken chicken knows he's been called upon. <laughs> yeah, he knows what to do. Um, so basically, uh, I had a really shit night's sleep that night. Oh. Drove around because I'd, I'd done the rat. It came back positive like really quickly. It was like almost exploded in my hand. It was that positive. Um, and then I drove around the next morning looking for a PCR test. One place was closed. The other place was about a six-hour wait. And I was like, well, I'm not going to wait for something I know I already have. Mm. Like, yeah, and sure. also, I felt shit, so I didn't want to stand in line next to people who may not have it. So I went home and just isolated for seven days. And the worst I kind of got was like a really stuffy head for three days. But I reckon I could have, had I been allowed out, I would have gone for a run. That's how, that's the level of sick that I was. Oh, like, okay. it was so 2019, you not, you that bad, yeah. No, if it was 2019, I'd have gone to work and given it to everyone in my workplace. Yeah, for sure. Like I found out my parents um, got it when I okay, so I went down for Christmas for that, and then the other members of my family got it, and then like another bunch of family members got it, and we were all hanging yeah. out. I don't know how I didn't get it, but I um like you were saying about the testing. Like my parents tested positive on rapids, yeah. Um, which luckily I had by the fact that I snagged them off a. I worked on a show like early December and they were testing people. I was like, can I have a pack of that? And he's like, yeah, sure. Go for your life. Um, but yeah, then they're everywhere. Take them. They're never going to run out. <laughs> <laughs> like this government, they've got heaps of them. Don't worry about it. Take another box. No, because they're bringing people in and testing them. And I was like, yeah, was yeah, like, absolutely. You know, I was like, yeah, can I have this? Um, and uh, I, so I have no idea how it got. I, I tested negative like three times or whatever, but I did go to get a PCR and there were dudes in line, like, coughing up a lung. And it's like, dudes, they clearly yeah. fucking have it. Can we just yeah. move them to the front of the line and get them out of here? Like, yeah. just kind you of know pick what I out the people. They I always you know find what I thought <laughs> they should have done? <laughs> I always find it better when the government has people in a line and then they pick people out of that line and move them yes. to the front. And that means yeah. nothing bad is going to happen to <laughs> them. <laughs> no, no. Everyone's happy with that. Everyone moves that along. <laughs> you know what I thought they could have done? Because all the uh, entertainers across Australia are suffering because gigs are being cancelled. Mm-hmm. Is if people are going to be waiting seven hours, have like a big day out kind of festival of bands performing for them. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Like, do it at the showgrounds and just have them like on a line, like going around, 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 around and yeah. have people on a stage going, you know, doing songs, doing comedy. Yeah. We could even get magicians. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So basically, I did my seven days. It wasn't that bad. I had a cough that was kind of about to take but never did and I put it down to being severely boosted. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so that's the message out there, junk timers. Get, you could get your double vax to get your boost. I actually went and got my boost probably a month mm. ago, um, now I'm thinking about it. And um, it was a bit concerning for a moment in that I, the, the, the lady put the injection in and I didn't cry. And, and then she kind of said, oh, you've come out in a bump, like a, most, like a mosquito kind of bump. Uh-oh. Yeah, and she's like, you sure you're not allergic to anything? I'm like, no, no, I'm not allergic to anything. Um, apart from a Carlton premiership. 
and we'll get to football eventually, guys. And yeah. and then she called the doctor over, and he came back. How two. would you know you're allergic to a carbon <laughs> premiership? Mate? Yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen happened. a few. And she called over a doctor who took about two minutes to come over, and um and I'd walked about twenty minutes to get to the hospital, and it was quite yeah. a warm oh, day. Right. And so yeah. she's like, "You're sweating a lot." I'm like, well, I just walked. <laughs> it's like a 30 yeah, degree yeah. day. I just walked a lot. Yeah. She'd give me like a towel, paper towel yeah. to kind of like pat my forehead down. Yeah, I had KFC I, for breakfast, lady. The doctor came over and I said, and I said, look, I'm going to Thailand t- later today and I've, I've inserted <laughs> something. <laughs> but um, the doctor said, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine, it's fine. But then that 15 minute waiting period where I'm kind of like thinking like, I feel okay, but am I okay? I don't really know yeah, if I'm okay. Yeah. Am I okay? I feel like I'm okay, but I'm not sure if I'm it's okay. Like, it's like someone said that uh, they go, oh, COVID's rampant up in Port Douglas. And so you're walking around going, is this a symptom? Is that a symptom? Like you break your toe and you're like, I think that's a symptom. It's just like <laughs> everything, it just gets into your fucking head. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But my favourite thing that happened uh, during this time of, you know, it, it was a really tough time for Australia-wide. If people couldn't get a fucking a rat test, they were waiting six or eight hours for PCRs. And Robbo <laughs> jumped on his Facebook. And so this is... At least a week into it, right? So this, I was still in, this is, I was out of lockdown. You couldn't get a rat anywhere around Australia. It was all in the news. A week after this, Mark Robinson jumps on Facebook and says, have been listening to 3OW in the mornings and the frustrating callers about no rats and closed testing stations. Couldn't be that bad, surely. Today and yesterday called five pharmacies, no tests, and today drove to four testing stations, all closed. Morrison is a clown of a prime minister. His leadership is a joke. In simple terms, he talks shit and makes excuses. Sheesh. So he's talked about the rough time that he's had and then he's had a crack at the current political uh, leadership. And then instantly... I'm cutting you off again. I'm sorry. Um, Please. But the idea that um, Mm. a man who makes his, I'm going to say, majority of his living... Has been like a news breaker, someone across yeah. the news, someone yep. who takes an interest in the news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, like at least a week into this PCR rapid test breakdown. Yep. Yep. Of supply chain. He's come to the summa- he's come to <laughs> the summation yeah. that, that you know this news is happening. Yeah, this could this could be this could be an issue. <laughs> this could be a problem. And he called. I mean, he called five pharmacies. He's done everything he can. And also, how perfect is Robbo um, on Facebook? That is fucking perfect. Yes. I, I think that's where his biggest... Uh, no, probably Twitter would be his biggest uh, re- readership. But, uh, but this is personal. This is, not, this is not for the masses. This is him just venting as a mate. So all his friends jumped on. And then, of course, instantly underneath, Ricky Nixon. As usual, chicken ahead of the pack. <laughs> have, have thousands of rats arriving Monday, Robbo. And then Robbo fires back. And how dare he question the authenticity of what Ricky Nixon says. Mark Robinson says, you have personally? I mean, Robbo, come on, mate. You're a fucking newsbreaker. If Chicken says he's got thousands of rats arriving on Monday, they're fucking arriving. They'll be out. I mean, pretty much everyone in Victoria, we're recording this on Wednesday. Yesterday, it was like raining rats. Yeah, sure, and I think, sure. You know, he did one of those, you know, like you see in wartime when they push the pamphlets out the back of the... Yeah, sure. They're At the like, back of know, the plane? Making fun of Hitler and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a pamphlet drop. It was like that in Melbourne yesterday. People, you'd look on the bomb and it was like a it was like a hurricane had hit and everyone's like, what is it? It was just raining rats thanks to the, the chicken. It was chicken flying the plane. Um, mm. Now, okay, question, okay, question without notice, but 
mm-hmm. thousands of rats arriving Monday. Okay, so chickens put it out there. And, and, and yeah. chickens, obviously, telling the truth. Yeah. Now, I think the ACCC have looked into this. How much do you think chicken is gouging the public to pay uh, for these ha- rats? How, how dare you? If you? How much do you want is what you should be asking. You know, if people are willing to pay it, Michael, if people really, really want to get a rat, then that's on them. I mean, I don't see the ACCC going out there and going, fuck, MDMA at uh, festivals is a little bit much. You know, it's if people want to pay it. And then Chicken would be like, got thousands arriving on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thousands. But I tell you what, it's been a lot going on with uh, some of uh, Melbourne's elite, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? So yesterday, um, and I think this happened over the weekend, Brian Mannix of uh, Uncanny X-Men, uh, a band from the late 80s, Voice early of the 90s. G for a while. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He'd do like that kind of quarter time, half time, three quarter time kind of, you know, speaking to a fan, put him in a competition or something. He did that for Brian a while. Brian Mannix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I think it was uh, James Sherry, Cherry, I think, uh, did it for a while. But Brian, I think, might have actually been the initial. Kind really? Of, I know, thought that was like uh, a guy called Stig or someone. There was Stig Wemus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I he was he the voice of the G. And then, and then I think Brian was maybe after him, and then oh, James. Well. And now, isn't all right? I stand corrected. I didn't know. No wonder he's hanging out with some uh, some no, of the most famous you seen, people. Haven't you seen at the the Sport Hall of Fame at the MCG? They got the <laughs> they got the voice of the G uh, area. I wondered who that statue was out <laughs> front. The little the little statue in leather pants and fucking. I've never seen a peroxided statue before. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, it was a very... Uh, Brian Mannix's statue is very, you know, emotional because you can clearly tell that <laughs> he's at a party at Molly Meldrum's house. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's gone wrong. So, he put this up on his... Uh, I think it was Instagram or, or tweeted or whatever. So, uh, he was injured on Sam Newman's boat. He says, it's either Sam Newman's boat or the bloody sharks. So, basically, he's holding up his arm. He's got a cut arm and he's yep. bleeding kind of heavily. And he says, thanks to uh, Ricky, Nixon Ricky Nixon and Warwick Kappa for Warwick jumping Kappa. in and help me. So you've Damn. got on this boat, you've got Sam Newman, who's the captain of the boat. It's his boat. You've got Brian Mannix, the voice of the G. You've got the chicken train, who's obviously, it, now that his rat stuff is done, he can go and fucking cruise around. <laughs> oh, unless he's he relax. Out. He's been working hard getting the rats. <laughs> unless a, he was uh, handing out, you know, he he's seeing fishermen, seeing fishermen on the bay going, you need a rat, mate? You need a rat? <laughs> And the whiz who's taken time out from the cappuccino uh, van to fucking hang out on Sam Newman's boat. Dude, it's the fucking weirdest collection of people of all time. And, uh, well, Brian Mannix got a, got a cut nose like a few weeks before that on Sam's yes. boat. Yes, he's, ba- he's had a bit of a bad time. What I'm hearing is he doesn't like the choppy seas. Well, yeah, it was rocking around. I think he fell over. And, and it's Well, you know what it is. You don't wear cowboy boots on a boat. That's his biggest fucking problem. Yeah, I think we can actually safely say that it was the rocking of the ocean. It wasn't anything else that made <laughs> Brian Maddox fall over. This is true. Oh, and then the chicken and cap. So maybe he went for a swim, maybe off the off the boat, and then got nabbed by a little shark, and then the chicken. Oh, and yeah. Kappa. Mate, I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a shark at all. I think he was making a joke. I think he slipped over and cut himself and blamed a shark. Oh, okay. Well, that's taking a darker turn than I thought this conversation would. I thought he actually got bitten by a little, a little, little bit of flake. No, then, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put a lot of money. Also, that cut that he had on his nose recently, I don't reckon that was like a, a 
Faramundi. I think he's also had another tumble on said boat. Oh, that's awesome. Imagine the chicken. Having said that, I would love to be on that fucking boat for an afternoon. You know what I would love is that Sam Newman, Brian Mannix, Ricky Nixon and Warwick Kappa went out for a three-hour tour oh, and yeah. got washed up on an island. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow there were cameras. And we yeah. got a good seven, eight years of watching yeah. them <laughs> survive. Yeah. Of Sam Newman hitting Ricky Nixon over the head with his hat. <laughs> Hey, Mark Murphy came out pretty hard against your mate. Oh, how unnecessary was this? Mark Murphy has just absolutely gone Mick Malthouse on a, uh, a another podcast, the Dylan Buckley podcast. And can I just say, like, based on what you give me, you give me one to two hundred reasons that Mark Murphy has to tee off on Mick Malthouse, Michael. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he coached fifty-four games at Carlton while Mark Murphy mm. was there and captain. Uh, and Mick won 20. And, I mean, also, let's not forget, this is after Eddie Maguire got rid of him because Mick was mm. going to die. That's what he was worried about. <laughs> so for him to Eddie come out and life. coach again, like, it's quite remarkable. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think Carlton players and fans appreciate that, that, you know, this man had come back from the dead. Yep. You know what I liked about Mick? When they brought <laughs> the first training session, they mm. brought him out. In an iron lung, because he was going to die, <laughs> like Eddie Maguire yep, yep. said. Mm. And it, to inspire the players, he mm. poked his arm out, gave a little thumbs up. Just a yep. little thumbs up, and that got the players going. And you know what? Like, he was so weak that the, they had to crank up the pressure in the iron lung so he could make the pee move in the whistle. Like, he was, he was in a fucking tough way. And also, do you know how hard it is to do training when you're upside down looking at it in a mirror? <laughs> like, that's not, it's not easy. So he said that Mick was not in it for the right reasons. Oh, well, what other reasons would he have been in it for apart from winning a premiership? I mean, I mean, if you did write down the reasons why Mick took the job, I imagine revenge was probably number one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Followed by cash. He said it all went pear-shaped. I haven't listened to much of what Mick had to say post-leaving the football club, but what's the point? He probably would have said that he would have chosen a different captain at the time. Mm. And he even said that to me at the time when I got appointed captain. So he's had a crack at Mark when he got appointed captain by his peers. And also probably, yeah, so Juddy in his time would have stood down and gone, I don't want to be captain anymore. And so he'd go, he, you know what, Mick would have gone, well, let's put it to a vote, expecting someone else to maybe be captain. And then when, when Murph got it, he's going, ah, oh, fucking hell, I don't want that. And he goes up, hey, Murph, I didn't vote for you. I don't know who voted for you, but it wouldn't have been me, mate, because I don't like you and I don't like you as captain. I'm here for revenge. Did I mention that? There's a great line here, but there's no point me coming out and bashing me. Malthouse He's obviously one of the mm. great coaches of the of the, all the time. Yeah. But his time at Carlton, I don't think he was really in it for the right reasons. And once it turned pear shape, he was all uh, all about him. Unfortunately, at the end, and I was left to be thrown at the bus quite a bit. So he's not bashing him. But no, not at all. <laughs> but, but if I am going to say something, it is all about him and he threw me under the bus. But I'm not saying that. He's not saying that. He's not him. saying anything into a microphone on a very popular podcast. No, and he, look, he goes on to say he was obviously a terrific coach, but for Carlton and for me and the boys, it just didn't work out. But, but he was a terrific coach. He's a great coach. And he didn't want me as captain, but great coach. I love him. It's kind of interesting here, actually, because I'd forgotten about this. What year are we talking about? So... He's talking about you lost a you lost a semi maybe. 
Yeah, we got robbed in a semi-final against West Coast over there. Andrew Walker should have been holding the man in the goal square. Would have put us three points up. Didn't go our way. Fucking... Not that any of us are hanging on to that. And that was 2011. So, yep. let me get my facts straight here. So, uh, Ratton did 2012 and then Mick came in? Yeah, because Mick yes, would have had a year correct. off. Yeah. yeah, so Mick came in in 2013 when Carlton finished ninth and made the finals because Essendon got booted. And that yep, was our sure. last finals appearance when we beat the Tigers. Yeah, sure, sure. Do you remember when Mick made that comment when they won the premiership about him having a year left? Like, made it on the podium? Go back and no, watch his speech. He makes the reference to Eddie and he's like, I've only got a year left. Like, while he's... Oh, right. I think he's about to hold up the cup. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, okay, I know yeah, but there's lifetimes, but like, to fucking... Just to be on the podium. I mean, Mark Scott, you were wrong. It was fucking awesome. But yeah, like to to have still have the contract and you're still gonna need to have another year. Yeah. Just to get the knife out and just be, <laughs> just to give a little bit of a jab. And even then, he said on that podium, Mark Murphy will make a terrible captain. And it was like <laughs> it was Collingwood. It was Collingwood to kill. I was like, what are you doing, Mick? <laughs> and he said, yeah. <laughs> and I'll prove it uh, when I go to Carlton in three years' time for a revenge. Yeah. For a revenge tour. Hey, Rex Hunt's a bit of a hero. When hasn't he been? Always been a hero in my eyes. What's he done this time? He uh, was uh, ring announcing at um, a uh, boxing uh, evening in Melbourne. See, and people say that there's no uh, pomp or um, grace about uh, boxing in Australia, and particularly, you know, at lower level. But how do you get someone like Rex Hunt to be your <laughs> announcer like that? They must have paid him upwards of like... 150 bucks, mate. 200, <laughs> Michael. Like, that I think is not an easy get. Yeah, it's at the Melbourne Pavilion. Do you know where the Melbourne Pavilion is? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's uh, the infamous one in Kensington on Racecourse Road that's had a little bit of trouble over the last few years. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, I think Maybe it's safe to... Maybe a couple of shootings. It's safe know. to assume it's a, it was a cashie. Um, Let's, yes, yeah. Uh, mate, I don't think there's an FPOS machine that's anywhere near. I, I think that... Um, There'd be so many, like, um, what would you call it, like jamming machines that FPOS would fail to work in there yep, because sure. of the folk who might be in there. Um, so, uh, Seb Costello, uh, AFL reporter, uh, mm. was uh, doing some broadcasting, commentating, and he had his laptop satchel hanging over the back ah, of his fuck. bag, uh, back of his chair, yeah. and some, some unseemly person a low snatched that. A low life that oh, you'll never find at the Melbourne Pavilion, and I've been strong on this for a long time. <laughs> How? I mean, you would think you could leave, you could leave your laptop, you could leave it in the in, you could leave it at the front door, open without the password like locked on it, and mm -hmm. you. I would have thought you could trust everyone at the Melbourne Pavilion too. You would walk back out and be like, "Oh fuck, I left my laptop here on the counter as I was getting my ticket." It's funny that because now now I'm thinking about it because I said before like a minute ago that I had never heard of the <laughs> Melbourne Pavilion, but I have yep, been yep, to yep. so many. Kids' birthday yeah. parties at the Melbourne yeah, you Pavilion. Love it. <laughs> yeah, you love it. You know when the you know they get their face painted and then they get their their teeth capped <laughs> with um, like gold. Kids love that shit. And I think it was sugar they were giving them. I think it was sugar. It was yeah, powder. Absolutely. I think it was sugar. Mate, what kid doesn't love shoot the tail off the donkey with a sawn off? You know, just fun little games that kids love. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was like we they played a game. And it was called um, Who Can Bury the Body First? And I thought it was a beautiful, <laughs> fun game. The kids yeah. get in. 
<laughs> you know what kids love to play is pass the parcel cunt. You know, it's like <laughs> it's just it's just little fun things that kids love. No, and that um, yeah, they all left obviously with a, a bag of handguns. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and it was Frick also it. like if you can, yeah, if you, who wants to file off the serial number off this handgun first? <laughs> They're just fun <laughs> games. <laughs> I got to look up Melbourne Pavilion. But um, so anyway, so some some dude mm. has pinched the bag with a laptop in it, yep. and mm. run off. And mm, big Rexy, yeah. he's chased the bloke. So the quote here is okay. See, he apparently from Seb, I think it is. Yeah, from Seb. He yep. apparently jumped out of his chair, followed the guy into the back room, and I'm not entirely sure what happened in the back room, except five minutes later, Rexy came out, stood next to me, showed me his knuckles, which were scratched up and bleeding. Okay, Rexy, I don't know what you've been up to. And yeah. said... He <laughs> <laughs> had I mean, a wank and then took I mean, the you've, laptop you've got back, form, back. Rexy got form. <laughs> <laughs> and said, well, Seb, uh, typo, news.com, okay. It was capital... W for well. Well, Seb, here's your bag, and there's a guy in there who's not going to be able to sit up straight for a week. Okay. Okay. Got four. What the fuck did you do to him? (laughs) The girls. Okay, Mr. Hunt, you can have the laptop back. (laughs) And so he got the, he got the, they got the laptop back. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, I mean, Rexley was a cop, so he probably knows a few takedown moves. But yeah, so. Ah, uh, uh, you know, bit of a hero. Seventy-two, and he's taken on the bloke. Yeah, I reckon that's you've got to say if you're that bloke though, you're not fucking bragging to your mates about that, are you? No, <laughs> not at all. Hey, did you get that laptop back? Uh nah, nah, I got taken down. Oh yeah, who by what? The, one of the boxes? Uh nah. You know the the guy in the ring? Which guy? The, the guy in the in the blue shorts? <laughs> nah, the guy in the tux. The guy in the tuxedo in the ring going yibbity yibbity. Let's <laughs> get ready to rumble. <laughs> He's talking about the cranium. What? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Could I fight off a 72-year-old? I mean, Rexy would be a tall dude. And Mate, you know, I would hope you could. I would hope that you... I'd like to back myself in against a 72-year-old. If Mick Malthouse came at you now, do you think, in all honesty, do you reckon you could take him? Oh, I don't know, actually, about Mick. I don't know about me. Yeah, because he's from he's from Ballarat. He'd fucking he'd have your eye out before you even fucking knew what was happening. I I I, uh, I don't know if I've told this story in the pod before, but like um, maybe I have. But like back in 2019 Christmas, I went to London mm. to see my brother and sister in law. Right. Before the world fell apart. That well, that's the days. thing. We're actually very lucky because we haven't seen them for two years, and um, mm. they've got little adorable kids. Oh no, now. no, they no, no, they could come over. They just. No, no, they they're, 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 they're talking about come over in a, in a couple of months. No, 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 they they could have been here <laughs> last year. They just, <laughs> but um, uh, I was just heading back to their place one night in um, Kensington. Oh, I'm liking this segue, did you get in a punch on with an old man? No, no, not quite, not quite. But it was no. uh, it was in what's it called Kensington High Street. Um, oh yeah, just on the bus there. Yeah, and um, and when I got on, I had my headphones on, and. There was, uh, near the back of the bus, there was kind of a younger woman, maybe like about 25, mm. and an older woman, I reckon 55, 60, mm. uh, kind of yelling at each other. And I didn't think much of it. And then I um, looked around like when we got to the next stop, and they were punching on. 
Like, and oh, there wow. was also like another younger woman and another older lady there. And they were like trying to stop them. And I was like, and I thought to myself, like, I reckon I can take this. Like, if I get a whack in the face, I reckon yeah, I can yeah, wear yeah. it, you know? And so I went to kind of break them up and the bus driver had stopped and stuff. And he, I'm like, go, oh, mate, mate, give me a hand here. But, yeah. and this is the thing about, like, when men and then fight. He's like, <laughs> cool accent, mate. <laughs> when 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 men when men fight like pulling hair is against the rules, yeah. but when women fight like that's the rule. And so I'd get them apart, but then they'd come back together and they'd grab the hair. And so you're kind of trying to trying to get them apart. And that happened a couple well, of times. Also, you can do the hair grab from a greater distance too, because it's longer. You got more yes. to grab onto. Yes. Whereas with yes. you know old, older blokes, you like fucking balding. You might pull a wig off in your hair. You might get hair in a can on your hand. You know all that sort of shit. And they are Italian people too, and like they looked a bit touristy. Like, and, and I got the impression when I kind of got off the bus, like when it kind of got broken up because the bus driver stopped and like um, called the cops. Um, and I kind of got off and just kind of watched the cops come in and stuff. But I got the impression like they were traveling together. Like they kind of looked a yeah, bit touristy. Okay. And I was like, I, th- I, got, I got the impression they were like uh, a, a mum and a daughter and like an aunt and a cousin. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we're going to Madame Tussauds tomorrow. No, we're not. Well, that's oh, the we're thing. Fucking, we are. Well, that's the thing. Yes, I was thinking not like. Another, not another museum, Dad. They go back to the hotel that night and like they're yeah. sitting there at table at the dinner and they're like going. Hey, uh, remember when he um <laughs> just punched on on a fucking bus? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was also weird too because they they were speaking Italian, and then when I came over to kind of try and break them up, shut it down. Yeah, they started speaking English. Like they were going, "No, you don't hit her. You don't hit her." Like cause they were, they were throwing some pretty good haymakers, um, and not not many were landing. But also, I found it funny too. Like if that was like a male female. 13, 14, 15-year-old Londoner having a fight on a bus, I'm getting the fuck mm. out of there immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you're copping a switchblade to the face. Oh, yeah, absolutely abdomen. am. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, though, a, a good, you know, on the plus side, good on you for stepping in and, and breaking that up, but on the downside, uh, you've got a fucking phone in your pocket, mate. You film that shit first, well, that's and the then thing. you go and stop it. Well, I must say, like, I did have a very important choice. I was like... Do I try and break it up or do I film it and put it on YouTube and the like? Yeah. 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 You blew it. Football hey, we're just about to life? wrap it up here, but... Um, oh, shit. We got I'll some pick. sad fucking news, actually. Junk timers. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This is actually really not great. Not great. Yeah, we're sorry all. to leave you on this note, but yeah. um, it yeah. says the, the... Well, fuck. Where do you start? The tourist attraction, King Tut's Putt-Putt... Mm. Is closing. Oh, God. Uh, just to hear those words again is really, really hard to hear. It's going to be replaced by an $800 million triple tower development. But you know, what What price? At what, what cost to future generations? Like, yeah. can you imagine? Like, we had the opportunity that in 3,000 years' time, people would come across King Tut's putt-putt. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. they did the pyramids in Giza and just be like, what went on here? Yeah. Who is this boy wonder who could finish around in only 17 shots, you know? Yeah. We'll never get to know that now, the yeah, future it's really, generations. it's really sad. I mean, we actually never got to actually play there. King Tut's, to their credit, in 2020, gave us a bunch of double passes for people who spotted footballers in real life um, when they were yeah. over the bubble. And so, we, to their credit, they actually did that. And, and, and the junk timers um, they had a, an amazing time, obviously, as all junk timers have had at King Tut's pup, but... Over the years, when they've uh, they've paid a visit at the um, 
Because it's three courses too. So it's not just like, you know, an Egyptian themed one. There's like a Jurassic Park nah. themed one as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They've thought this shit through. Yeah, I mean, you play <laughs> the front nine, you play the back nine, and then you play the other back nine. As, and now all, it's been as all courses have. You know, as as we've seen on the Gold Coast over these years, the mm. gentrification is ah. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, just you know, 50 story apartment blocks going up, left, right, and centre. It's not the Goldie we knew. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Fuck. You can see why Gary Ablett got the fuck out of there when he oh, quit. Hugh Greenwood, sure. no wonder. No wonder hey. Hugh Greenwood went, oh, should I go to, should I stick it around another year or fuck off to North Melbourne? What's yeah. that? King, Tut, Tut, King Tut's putt putt's shutting. I'm fucking Gonski. Yeah, yeah. Tom Lynch. All, all the people left, they, 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 they felt the, they read the wind. <laughs> Good luck keeping Ben King, oh. Isaac Rankine, and Jack Lacocious now Gold Coast. It's fucking doomed. Gil, if you're listening, get out of there, mate. You're not getting anyone sticking around. Because I have a feeling most of the uh, actually, uh, well, I, my mailman, I've got, I get mm. good mail, but my mailman tells me that um, a lot of the Gold Coast Suns players, in fact, all of them, have mm. a clause in their contract that they get a free membership to King Tut's Pup Pup for the mate. entire year. I mean, well, that's what Eddie Maguire spent years trying to get rid of because it was <laughs> just attracting so many good young players up to the Gold Coast. <laughs> They're like, uh, do you want to come to Collingwood? Here's, you know, here's seven years at 15 mil. And he's like, fuck off. Look at King Tut's putt-putt around the corner, Eddie. I'm not, coming, I'm not coming to Melbourne. I'm not an idiot. Oh, fuck. I get a slushy. Like, what are you talking about, yeah. mate? <laughs> I could play 27 before training, Ed. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, that would be the allure, wouldn't it, actually? Now, if we get into the kind of coaching, people are saying um, – Stewie Jew is under fire and, you know, people are talking about Barkley, Clarkson, you know, whoever might be able to replace him if he doesn't, you know, mm. make the eight this year. And, I Good mean, luck. that's the that's the cherry on top, isn't it? You say to Clarko, like, look, mate, you know, you made $900,000 for 2022 mm. for doing nothing. But how about mm. a membership for King Tut's putt-putt? He'd be like, I'm working for free. I'm working for yeah. free. I'm, that's I'm, all I need. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, can you throw in parking? But I'm working for free. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. throw in a couple at the um, Surface Paradise shopping yeah. centre shooting range. I'm all over it. I'm not paying for um, club hire, am I? No, Clarko. I'm there. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Chucking a couple of double passes to Hollywood showgirls. And I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a kebab. Are there, any cin- are there any cinemas that have got more dimensions than three? Oh, Clarko. Mate, have we got something for you? Oh, are you sitting down, Clarko? <laughs> <laughs> you found a fourth dimension? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's on the Gold Coast, mate. Oh, so, yeah, King Tut's putt-putt, we bid you farewell. And to any people in the Goldie area, if you do, you know, want to hang out there and um, get around before you're, uh, before it shuts down, um, I'm sure they would appreciate your uh, patronage. Yes, and absolutely a big thanks for them to actually coming on board and, and saying, yeah, fuck it, why not? This, is, this sounds like fun. They were, they were great. They were great to deal with, and they were lovely enough to hand out those passes. So, thank you to King Tut's Putt Putt, R.I.P. Uh, we're going to head off with a, a football in real life. Keep on sending them through, Junk Timers. We're from Kelly here, uh, Ross Lyon at Blue Tongue Wine Bar in Elwood, mm. um, slamming post Christmas vino. Mm. Uh, looked kind of judgy when the doggo I was walking uh, my lemon lime margarita with. Came over for an inspection of his table. Damning about Russell Ivan there. Like Russell yeah, Ivan. you got to be careful, mate. He'll take a dog out. 
Don't worry about that. I feel like Ross isn't a dog person. I could be making that up. It could be wild speculation, but I feel like he doesn't enjoy the finer things in life. Ross needs to love himself. That's what I think. No, isn't there a great bit of vision of him? And if I can remember it, there's a vision of him with a cat, a cat that maybe there was a cat at their house, I think, in Perth that ended up in a washing machine. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. <laughs> who put it in? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, it went in there and then clothes got put in on top. It wasn't like, ah, oh, the cat's pissing the house again. <laughs> yeah, sure. Cat in a washing machine's all good fun. Cat in a dryer. Now yeah. someone's done something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to hit the road. We are Junction Life, a part of Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. Go hooks. Go blues. We're the toughest, we're the team we're gonna kill. Listen up, guys, cause Richmond's here, and we're the only team that you should fear. The black and gold ain't where it's at. The blues are the team that'll knock them all flat. Stop your boasting, the Saints have arrived. You'll all be sorry when we make the five. Y'all may be tough, but have no fear. It's Collingwood's turn for the flag this year. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.